0: this fan of fan Detroit what's up but we can just be talking about like whatever bullshit it doesn't really matter like we could literally fade up from right here maybe that's what we'll do and we'll go hey we're in the show now oh it's happening show. Showtime. uh-oh here we are but you know yeah so <laughs> tigers so we, baseball yeah so today is going to be niche sports day which is going to include the most popular sport in the world and america's pastime but it's niche sport day today i guess Uh, We're going to do some baseball and some soccer. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I was thinking about that today.
1: Now you say it that way. Mm -hmm. Because when you first said Niche Sport Day to me, I was like, yeah, for sure. That is exactly what it is. But when you break it down the way you just said it, it's like it couldn't be further from the truth.
0: On Super Niche Sport Day, we do rugby and disc golf.
1: What about extremely?
0: What's extremely?
1: Extremely Niche Sport Day.
0: Oh, extremely niche sport day. We do handball, water polo, and we do survivor. Actually, survivor counts no, for extremely survivor. niche sport day. <laughs> you're
1: right. You're right. Um, let's talk some Tigers baseball, though. Yeah, Season I want to hear about underway. it. Uh, it has been interesting so far. After today, we're recording this on Sunday. It's like 9 o'clock. Uh, they played the athletics. I think they just got swept. I think that was the last game of the series. They are now 6-10, and 10, um, which is, as I think many Tigers fans would agree, totally fine they have been competitive they are almost following that pistons route this season of we got some young guys who look good we're competing but not winning too much we're still gonna have a high draft pick and then the added bonus of some of our guys who have been here for a little while are starting to perform and that's where i want to start
0: actually yeah matt
1: boyd for the first time in two seasons looks good now i don't want to get over excited because i saw jordan Zimmerman carry less than a one and a half ERA into May a couple years ago and end the season with like a six ERA and never be good again. And we have seen Matt Boyd at his worst, and it might be the worst starting pitcher in baseball. But after three starts, Matt Boyd has not allowed a home run over the last two years has allowed more home runs than anybody in baseball has a 2.03 ERA and has just looked totally and completely in control goes into the eighth inning today. Um, just just been fantastic all around. It doesn't seem like much has changed outside of his control, uh, but that's something to get excited about with these young pitchers coming up. Matt Boyd, all of a sudden, he's really looking good. you got Spencer Turnbull coming back from COVID. You're about to be a horrible team that has so many starting pitchers that you at least go, well, they could be part of the future for sure, that you don't have enough room in the rotation. You don't have enough room.
0: Yeah, I was taking a look at the rotation today, and Casey Mize and Tariq Skubal are in the rotation, right? They're full-time? Yes, so uh,
1: that is one thing that is changing on Wednesday, I believe. Turnbull's coming back from COVID. Him and Skubal are going to split that start. Turnbull doesn't have the spring training. His arm's not ready to go five, six, seven innings. So him and Skubal are going to split that start, and I assume afterwards they're going to go to a six-man rotation. Which I'm totally fine with. I think it lets you leave Mize and Schubel out there up to 100 pitches or close consistently because they get that extra day off. But if Jose Urina continues to suck, well, then you're going to have a spot for both of them in the rotation without extending that last day. And then if you want to stay with six man, you got Matt Manning waiting in the minors. So you you are you for the first time in half a decade, the Tigers have a good problem.
0: Oh, a I like that really good problem. Good
1: problem. Uh, and it's, uh, who is the who is this pitching rotation right now? Who is the pitching rotation for the future? Which is what we've been expecting. But to see it finally starting to come together is really
0: a relief. Casey Mize got his first win, like, last week, right? Are you very excited for that? Seven innings? No, no earned yeah. runs?
1: He was unbelievable, that game. Uh, that game is... If you can go back, right, 2006, we saw Verlander win Rookie of the Year. 2007, a lot of that season, we saw what prime Verlander would eventually look like. Mm. On his best days, we saw what prime Verlander would look like. That game is what Casey Mize will look like in his prime. He's not going to be striking out 10-plus guys a game because he doesn't need to. Nobody has any idea what's coming when he's on. If he's locating – if the splitter's working, nobody has a chance because they're confused every at-bat. And that's what that game was, weak groundouts. I mean, he still had, I think, six strikeouts. It's not like he's never going to strike people out, but he's not for lander or Scherzer. Uh, but a bunch of weak groundouts, a bunch of horrible swings, bad contact. People aren't working the count on him because the way you work the count is you guess the pitch and you guess right. And you know when it's going to be a breaking ball in the dirt or you know when it's going to be a slider inside. You can't do that against Casey Mines because everything he has moves at least a little bit and it all moves in a semi-similar way. Um, So when he's on his game, when he's pounding the strike zone, it's over for everybody. And that's what that game was. But something I think that a lot of people are going to worry about is his most recent start yesterday. Again, that would have been Saturday. He allowed five earned runs. But a sign of growth in that game he allowed five earned runs and still made it through five innings. So on a day where he didn't have his stuff, he got through five innings. What you in the modern day, which is really all you're asking your starter to do, six, seven is great, eight is amazing, nine is a unicorn at this point. And it's so rare, um, but to see a young guy who didn't have his best stuff that day who honestly hasn't been able to consistently have his best stuff, which is a little concerning, but still be able to get through five and pretty confidently it looked like is a huge sign. And it's it's just – it's really good to see because those are the things you need to be an ace, to be elite. When you don't have your best stuff, can you still get through it? And he showed signs of being able to do that.
0: So overall, you're, <clears throat> you're feeling pretty good about how this Tiger season has started? Yeah, I mean – I get
1: concerned because I felt the same way last year, but I think last year was a little different. Last year was, oh, this is a 60-game season. If they get hot for three weeks, they can make the playoffs. This year it's
0: – And they they started hot, right? They started, yeah, started hot yeah. and that was – Yeah,
1: yeah, 30 days in, halfway through the season, they were in a playoff spot. Ended with like third worst record in baseball. But, um, but this is different because there's no way they compete for the playoffs in a 162-game season. So you're just looking for things that are going to be good for the future, and I'm seeing a lot of that. Every great team's got to find that guy. Maybe he's not your top prospect, but he turns into a star. Guess what? We might have found that guy. Akil Badu has been insane. Uh, obviously a rough couple of games the last couple of games, but nobody's expecting this guy to hit 330 home runs this year. 260 with 15 home runs at 22 after only 150 single A at-bats, never playing double A, never playing triple A. Coming back from Tommy John surgery is huge. That's that's the making of a superstar. Remember, this guy was a second-round pick coming out of high school. Without the injuries, there's no way he, he gets left off the 40-man roster and is able to select the Rule 5 draft. Um, so there's Ben signs. Um, now, I try not to get ahead of myself with the Tigers because the GM is Al Avila. And next offseason is the offseason to spend money. Everybody's a free agent. This whole generation, the 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 Anthony Rizzos and the the Freddie Freemans and the Lindors and the Seegers. This whole like it's weird how sports works in that, but it seems like you go through fifteen years with basically the same guys yeah. and good guys getting fed in, but then once those guys are gone, there's two three years where the whole new wave comes, and sure, that whole yeah, yeah. two three years is really really those guys are starting. You're going to have us sign guys for two, three hundred million dollar contracts. And although I don't want a Freddie Freeman, although he's still amazing, he's going to be 32. I want a Lindor. I can't not. You can't now because he signed an extension. But a Correa, a Seager, and is is Chris Illich, is Al Avila going to be willing to spend that money? Because if they're not, then none of this matters. None of it doesn't matter if Matt Manning, Tariq Schoolbell, and Casey Mize all reach their ceiling. Doesn't matter if Spencer Torkelson is amazing. If they're not willing to spend the money to fill out the team over the next three to four years, while those guys are figuring it out, none of it matters.
0: Can I get a little Spencer Torkelson check-in? What's going on there?
1: Still waiting for the minor league season to start. Um, You're going to, I doubt you're going to see him this year and that's fine. Get him some minor league at bats. He'll be on the roster next year. If, If it's not opening day, it'll be May 15th or whenever the cutoff day is for service time. Um, but he will be on the roster next year. And Riley green is the one where you might see him on the roster at some point this year. I still don't think you will uh, again because of service time issues. And I just don't know how yeah. much sense it makes. I think it'll be again, may probably about may of next year, but we're really going to have an idea as to how much these guys have grown. Cause mind you, we haven't seen them in two years take real at bats outside of spring training. Um, you're really going to have an idea of how much they've grown Over those two years, once the minor league season starts, probably June, July, once you're quite a ways in, that's when you'll have an idea, especially with Torkelson. We've seen Green, two spring trainings in a row at 20 and 21 years old, come in and hold his own. A guy who could play big league ball, maybe not at a top level, but I think he could be on a big league roster right now. We've seen that. I think we know with Riley Green. Torkelson, zero minor league at-bats, hit like 110 in spring training, which again, doesn't matter right? It was his first big league at bats, minor league at bats, anything ever. Um, but it's going to be, I'm, I'm as excited for the minor league season as I was for the MLB season. Cause I need to see those two guys and Matt Manning and see what they got down there.
0: Excellent. Uh, I want to tell you a little, uh, a little tiger story before we, uh, 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 we move into like maybe some a little more around the league type stuff. So I got my first I got my first COVID vaccine shot uh, last weekend and I walked out of it was at Fort Field because that's where they're doing a bunch of that stuff. I walked out of Fort Field and there was Tigers game going on across the street uh which was super cool. So I like found like a perch where I could kind of see in the field and I hung out there and watched like a like an ending of baseball, which both made me like really, really happy and like felt like it activated the like happiness part of everybody's brain that's been dormant for like a year. But then also made me like incredibly sad because there was nobody there and it was like a ghost town. Yeah, but they're only allowing eight
1: thousand people in
0: No, I know, but there was let me put it this way, there wasn't even eight thousand people in there. <laughs> But I just fair. like it just made me sad, like in general. It just kind of made me very a lot of a different emotions at once. If but you I, I, really want to
1: feel that, if you if you ever, even though it's a bad emotion, if you ever have the urge to feel that again, which I do all the time, just go look up any Tigers video from like two thousand six to two thousand fifteen at Comerica Park. The energy in that stadium, you can feel it. You can feel the air, the summer night air watching a baseball game. Like the crowd going crazy, you can feel it, man. Just yeah. watching the videos. And I think it hurts more because they never won anything. Um, yeah. But it's it's a really it's a really strong sensation I get from watching those videos.
0: Being in Ford Field where there like wasn't anything going on was also kind of a strange, kind of a strange vibe too. Yeah,
1: my sister said that. She said it's very um almost like you're in a uh apocalyptic elliptic movie
0: you're like your your sense memory is like adrenaline because for most people like going into Ford field it's because there's a lot of energy in the air so you kind of i felt like i was like waiting to feel that energy and it just wasn't there which was very it's just a very strange it's just a very strange feeling it's very strange to go to downtown detroit and like there's just nothing that's like tumbleweeds it's just a very strange feeling because it's such a vibrant area and there's art and there's culture and all that stuff and it just doesn't feel that
1: way now there's only freighters out my window. That's it. A couple of people <laughs> playing tennis. Yeah. So let, let me ask
0: people. you. Let me ask you a couple of baseball questions. As somebody who follows baseball, but not like super closely, what's what what the fuck's going on with the Yankees? Why aren't the Yankees good? They're gonna be. They're, it's baseball. There's twenty game stretches.
1: Every team sucks for a little bit. They're gonna be. They're probably gonna win the American League. Go to the World Series. They're fine. Okay. Um, it's just baseball. And they're, they're, I can't really get into depth with it because that is the explanation. It's just baseball. Baseball be
0: baseball. The only
1: team I've ever seen start out like the Yankees are, except they started out worse and they stayed with that much talent and they stayed bad all year was the 08 Tigers after they got Dontrell Willis, after they got Cabrera, after they got Edgar Renteria. And it's like, I remember reading Beckett Magazine. This is going to be the first team to score a thousand runs. This is the best offense in baseball history. Team starts 0-8 and finishes last in the division.
0: People people love to say it's the best offense in baseball history. This and one made boy sense. is it never.
1: This one made <laughs> sense. You had you added Miguel Cabrera. You added the NL batting title winner. You had the American League batting title winner. You had one of the best offensive uh, second basemen. You had just talent everywhere. Your pitching staff on top of that was amazing. It, it made sense. It just didn't. It, the team just didn't work for some. Renteria fell off. Maglio got a little old. It, it pretty much came down to, uh, hey, Miguel, are you going to hit a three run bomb today or are we going to lose?
0: <laughs> uh, so the NL West looks like it's going to be the best division in baseball this year. I feel pretty confident saying that those top three teams are all really, really good. What's the second best division in baseball this year? Ooh, that the is AL West. Tough.
1: I, it, it, no, I'm going to say the AL East probably. Um, you know, you, you got New York, you got Tampa, and it looks like Boston might be a little bit better. They're still going to suck. It's it's a weird time in baseball right now. I don't think there's a whole ton of great teams. Uh, I mean, you look at the landscape, and I think there's probably two great teams. And then there yeah. might be three more really, really good teams.
0: Um, what are the great teams? Tell me. Give me the put those
1: the, names. The Yankees in. and the Dodgers. Okay. And then the really, really good teams, you're looking at the Astros. Um You might be looking at the Reds. Do the Angels do anything
0: for you? No. No, that pitching staff is
1: S. And Mike Trout's never going to win while he's there because they can't build a team around him. Um, It's just a very weird time of baseball where there's going to be a lot of parity over the next couple years. So Um, Unless the Dodgers and Yankees just win everything.
0: Is this like in basketball in like the late 90s, early aughts before kind of the LeBron James draft and maybe the two drafts before it, where there's just like kind of a lull, like we're just kind of waiting for the churn. Like basketball feels like that right now, right? Like we're about to get into some serious churn. Or maybe, like, right in the beginning of it? I think the reason
1: basketball feels like that right now is because the how far into the season we are. It does. I think it does all the time, you know, 50, 60 sure. games in. I think the beginning of the century basketball comparison makes a lot more sense. The mm-hmm. only difference is baseball is as talented as it ever has been right now. Mm-hmm. It's just that that talent is so spread out. It's everywhere. Every team besides the Tigers and the Marlins have somebody. Um. It's it's and again, teams will rise to the top. Come June, come July. We're gonna know what teams are world beaters. Just there's no team you look at outside of the Yankees, Dodgers, and maybe the Astros right now, where you go, Oh, yeah, that's the team. I mean, there's the Padres, there's the White Sox, but still young, still a lot of inconsistency with their lineups uh and their pitching staffs, especially. Um, but we're that's what we're gonna find out. So we're kind of in that stage of like. That next wave of guys is coming to take over when the Freedmans retire in five, six years and those guys. Um, but they're just now coming. So it's going to take a couple of years. As everybody knows, baseball isn't a sport where you get drafted at 18 and then by 19, you're getting 40 bombs, unless you're Bryce Harper or Juan Soto. Uh, baseball is a sport where you get drafted at maybe 18, 19, probably 21, 22 then you're spending at least two, three years in the minors, and then you're going to take two years before you really get it figured out in the pros. Um, so I, I think it's hard to see who the best teams in baseball are right now outside of those two, but I think by June, July, we'll have a much better idea.
0: Last last baseball question, uh, and then we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to do some soccer. Uh what what has to happen for my Chicago Cubs to play deep into October? They can't. It's not going well. They can't. It's Come not. on. What's like they, the fairy tale? Give me the fairy tale. Okay.
1: Uh, Chris Bryant remembers how to be an MVP. Uh, Javi Baez has the best year of his career. And you magically find two all-star level starting pitchers.
0: Okay. <laughs> Shit.
1: You have, I'm not joking, through 15 games. The Cubs are the worst offense in the history of baseball.
0: I know. I there needs to be like learned testimony, like scholarly papers on what happened to this Cubs dynasty it that never sense. materialized. Theo,
1: Theo, the a Hall of Fame general manager, the threw greatest it away of all time, threw dynasty, threw it away, and nobody knows how.
0: Oh, they're down thirteen to three to the Braves in the bottom of the sixth right now. Oh, there you go. There's the third. Jesus best team. Christ. There's the
1: third best team in baseball. It's the Atlanta Braves.
0: Huh? Cool. I mentioned well, we're Freddie gonna...
1: Freeman 10 times, but I forget about the Braves. Uh, yeah, probably, uh, yeah. Just because I want to, um, after much discussions with Walter, my buddy, uh, final Tigers record prediction, it'll be the same as 2005. We had 03 where we lost 119, just like we lost 113 two years ago. We had 04 where we sucked. We had 05 where we went 71 and 91, which I think will be our record this year. And then we have next year where we're going to shock the world and at least compete for the playoffs.
0: I think that like that if you're the Tigers, you should be aiming to compete for the playoffs. They're kind of like the bulls were this year and the, same the bulls this year? next year. Okay, uh, yes, I agree. Uh, Where the bulls were like, man, we've got some talent. We need to try to add a piece. And it, it didn't, it isn't working out for the Chicago bulls this year, but it might for the Tigers. So. That's uh that's let's uh let's we're gonna go to a quick uh Planet Ant Podcast commercial break and we're gonna come back and do some soccer. Here it is. Cool. Hey everyone, it's Parker. Taking a little break in the middle of the show to talk about the Planet Ant Podcast Network, which is the network that hosts the show. It's the network of which I'm a producer. We have uh, uh, many options of shows. If you like sports and you like like you're a Detroit-based person. Uh, We think that you'd be a big fan of She's Good, which is a sports podcast based on women's sports hosted by three very funny women who are also very good at talking about sports. It's a fun show uh there's a lot of energy it's a very goofy show which i think is kind of a hard balance to strike on a sports show because people either want you to be like really really like knowledgeable about sports or or to have a specific area but i like that she's good is like kind of a playful show uh it's it's more about celebrating sports i think more than it is about um maybe critiquing sports or taking a deeper dive into sports. So if you're the kind of person who like me is like kind of right now really looking for positive energy and, and a place to find that, uh we really recommend she's good. Uh we also uh we also operate like a small streaming service kind of out of the brand kind of on the Planet Ant Family of Networks on Facebook and YouTube. Uh we're 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 doing shows every week. You can see uh, uh like Mask Off is on at Fridays, Friday nights uh where four guys they talk about they talk about stuff they talk about important stuff they talk about life stuff uh it's hosted by malachi lee dan jackson uh tony what's tony's last name i don't know i know i know both of tony's first names both tony and anthony and i don't know off the top of my head what his last name is and Jake Russell, that's four. So Anthony, Tony, Jake, Dan, and Malachi all talk about just like what's going on out there in, in this crazy wild ass world. Uh, and it's a really good show, and they're all super funny, which is a very important. They're all extremely talented comedians and actors in their own right. Uh, before we move into soccer, uh, I wanted to preface what we're about to say. This is going to come out on Tuesday. We recorded on Sunday night. Uh, we're going to talk about the much maligned soccer super league and since since the conversation that we had about it the whole thing is like kind of fallen to shit so it, it might get worse but like understand that off the back end of this that already two teams have dropped out and man united's gm kind of the guy who makes decisions for the club have, has been fired uh it's not going well for the super league and you'll hear a little bit about that right now soccer. Okay, we're going to talk some soccer. Uh we're we're planning what well, we're planning on just kind of like going around the soccer universe a little bit because we're in the middle of like peak soccer season. Kind of mid-spring is right around the world at least. Um when soccer has the most going on. But today uh there's a very strange soccer announcement that I just feel like we're in a really good place to talk about. Uh, A bunch of teams came forward today and said that they were going to launch a brand new kind of Champions League, but like a regular league, not the way that Champions League works. Now, as it's run by FIFA, where it's drawn from pools, these 12 soccer teams and I have the list here for you uh, are going to form their own league, which is run by the teams on the league uh, and not by UEFA, not by FIFA, not by some governing body. Uh, and those teams are AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, Manchester City, Man United, Real Madrid, Tottenham Hotspurs. And they're saying that they think that three more teams will join them. Whoever those teams might be, I don't know. Probably some German team or something. Is Dortmund on there? Dortmund would probably make so, sense. But
1: real quick, you told me about this briefly, literally for yeah. like 30 seconds before we started mm-hmm. recording. Is this, are they leaving their leagues?
0: No. So they're going to basically oh, play, like, light, I think, play in the Premier League Saturday, Sunday, and then play in this Ultimate Team League on Wednesday. And then, presumably, I don't know how they'll do like the current iteration of Champions League because they're going to have to balance. I just all don't three. Think people, will people care
1: about the Champions League anymore if I the top think... 15
0: teams in the world are already in a league? I think that people will care less about domestic leagues is what um is yeah, so what that they're hoping.
1: I don't even know if this is a real cup or if it's Viva thing. Is the Premier League about to be the Carabao Cup?
0: No, but like you're not gonna you're gonna see like under 23 players playing in the Carabao Cup. Like they just won't even trot out starting rosters for the Carabao Cup. It, it'll like kind wild. of like bump everything down one in importance but it's going to be a full
1: prediction. season for the Super League a full season that's what it uh, sounds like at least i know they're just now announcing it we probably don't have all the details but oh
0: 20 so i mean i they they have some uh 20 participating clubs with 15 founding clubs and a qualifying mechanism for a further 5 teams to qualify annually based on achievements in the prior season Midweek fixtures with all participating clubs continuing to compete in their respective national leagues, preserving the traditional domestic match calendar, which remains at the heart of the game. So it starts in August, two groups of 10, uh, top three in each group qualify for the quarterfinals. Uh, two teams. Got a feel for Arsenal. They're
1: going to go from the first team to go undefeated to the first team to go completely defeated.
0: Well, I frankly, if you're going to include, like, the 15 most successful clubs of the last decade, I don't even know why Arsenal is in there. They're in ninth place in the Premier League right now. They were, like, seventh place last year. You'd be better off involving Leicester City, who has been way more successful domestically than they have been.
1: This is a wild idea, man.
0: I think yeah. it's going to work
1: because people want to see the top players play the top players. This is, like... An all-star league, which in in soccer is hard. You're covering the entire planet. But this is the closest you're going to get to taking all the best players in the world. So think about the Ronaldo-Messi argument that's been going on the last almost two decades, right? Mm -hmm. It's Champions League versus team play. Who's the better player? Rangs or stats or whatever it may be. Those questions can be answered because they're starting out on the same playing field against the same teams every year. It sounds like maybe, you know, give or take five of the bottom tier teams in those leagues that probably won't make a difference, but I, I love the idea. I think this is going to, especially in this country, in America, I think this is going to make it a lot easier for American soccer fans to follow the sport and to get introduced to this sport That isn't the way we were all introduced to it at five years old, which is your buddy calling soccer players foot fairies, which is how all of us pretty much were introduced to it. And I think this makes it more accessible, uh, easier to watch the top players without having to go figure out which channel Bundesliga is going to be on Sunday at 11 o'clock. I think it's a win-win-win-win-win.
0: So I disagree that this will make it easier to follow soccer. I think that this will make it harder because you're trying to figure out which Champions League it is that you're watching. You're going to have to, like, like we already, like, me, the guy who watches a lot of soccer, like, loses track of where soccer games are. Uh, I have to, like, pull up three apps at once and figure it out. And but this mo- is just going to add another layer to that.
1: Most people aren't going to give a shit about the Premier League or the Champions League that aren't like hardcore soccer fans. So let's narrow it down to just American soccer fans. And I understand, Mm -hmm. right, there's, there's champions league, there's premier league. Now there's this and there's cups, but the casual American soccer fan, which I know that's not who they're doing this for, but the casual American soccer fan, this is going to, these are going to be the games they watch man city versus Real Madrid, man United versus Barcelona. And now it's not going to be for, you know, four months out of the year on Sundays or whatever Champions League takes place. It's going to be on a Wednesday, 7 o'clock, probably sometimes on ESPN because I don't know what else ESPN is going to be airing on a Wednesday night or day afternoon, do this. Um, I love it. Again, I love it. I am I understand where you're coming from. It will make it harder for somebody like you who likes to watch everything, but for the casual soccer fan, this is ideal. It's and gonna let me be, tell you that as a casual it, soccer fan.
0: It's gonna be impossible to get players for all of these all of these fixtures. It's just gonna be impossible. Like this year has been kind of similarly structured to what that might look like because of COVID. And I mean everybody's hamstrings are falling off. Like it's been it's been like basketball where there have been a bunch of kind of mid-level injuries to a lot of players. And I, I think that this is only gonna exacerbate that. So I think that even if you're seeing uh, Liverpool Juventus you're going to be not seeing like all of the best Liverpool and all of the best Juventus players
1: they don't do this unless they think this is going to be the number one soccer event in the world and I really believe that and besides for the World Cup and what that means to me is you're more likely to see the guys skip the Champions League than skip what is gonna be now the real Champions League like it's gonna right. be a smaller talent pool with all the best teams. End of discussion. You don't. There's probably not gonna be. Hey, you need to be this certain amount of teams from here or here. It's just gonna be. Here's the teams we're gonna have every year because they're always fucking good, except for Arsenal. <laughs> and here's the other five teams that we you know earn their and way. And
0: Inter in. and Inter. Inter's not always good.
1: Yeah, that's well still. But you, overall, I think that's what they're going for. And I think this is gonna become the new top trophy quickly i think it'll happen quickly cuz i think that this is it's a it's a battle of the giants it's almost a playoff
0: so one thing that you said that i, I actually think that you're, you're actually surprisingly wrong about is that this is actually based towards the american audience i think like the crankies alone in liverpool like American American companies and American businessmen own these gigantic European soccer teams, and I actually think that this is an attempt to further the footprint of the sport uh, in, in in this country. That would be I don't know great. if it'll work. I think it's gonna. I I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Uh, the teams, Premier League, and, and and League A and Syria, all of the european leagues have said they immediately came out and said if you participate in this league you will not be allowed to participate in our league so i don't see that i don't see if that, those don't see teams that are going say away
1: fine the, the, what do you think man city is gonna say all right instead of playing crystal palace we'll play real madrid this week
0: sure i mean that's true but i i don't know if the money will be there for those clubs um right away i think that like especially a club like barcelona who are hundreds of millions of dollars in debt i think that they're going to need they're going to need to go in the short term where the money is uh and they're not the only ones that have that problem there's a whole bunch of weird shit going on with inter where like maybe the person who bought them like might have bounced his check and there's just like soccer drama is never ceasing and it's really high stakes all the time and i I get why they want to do this. They want to cut out FIFA. They want to cut out the middleman because they take money. They, they shave, they shave off as hell. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. But I don't know if I think that like this is any better or maybe any less corrupt with the people who are involved in this, but I'm a, a little more skeptical in general of places like Abu Dhabi.
1: I don't care if it's corrupt. I just want to see Real Madrid versus Man City on a Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Uh, so there are still definitely like some big holdouts on this. Some teams that aren't on here: PSG and Bayern aren't on here. Dortmund's not on here. I don't see any. PSG's um, scared.
1: That's why. no PSG way. PSG doesn't want to play in a real league.
0: <laughs> well, they're not winning the French League this year, actually. Uh, That's exactly. <laughs> Lille with Timothy Way as like the all-star 13th man is winning the French League right now. And they look to be securing that title victory. So we're talking about a bunch of teams that aren't even going to win a title this year except for maybe Man City. Um, uh, that actually gives us a good transition over into the Champions League semifinals, which was kind of our original soccer Thing for the day, it might be PSG's year. They are looking like the team of destiny, and it's about time. They've got a, a hot new coach, Mauricio Pochettino, and they've got Neymar, and and probably what's going to be the very twilight years of Neymar's peak as Kylian Mbappe continues to transcend to the best player in the world, but the, the four teams left are PSG, uh, Real Madrid, uh, Chelsea, and uh, what's the... Oh, Man City. Uh, so the matchups are uh, Real Madrid, Chelsea, and then PSG, Man City. And I it, those are going to be awesome. Those are two I really good series. I almost hope
1: PSG wins. With Ch- the only reason is because I just want to see Neymar leave, and I think that maybe there's a chance if he can get PSG to a Champions League title, where he's like, "All right, I'll go play for a real team or a real league again." I just, I want Mbappé. I don't want anybody on PSG, man. I don't want anybody there. And that's, that's right. That's the casual soccer fan. Just going back to the last thing we were talking about. I've, I don't know that I've ever watched a 90 minute PSG game because I've never given a shit about who they were playing.
0: Yeah, that's uh, definitely a good argument. It's very tough to watch PSG versus Renee in like the middle of December. And yeah, I, I, I guess I don't disagree with you, <laughs> but it almost is like, it almost is like one of those like Clemson where it's like, well, what if they just transfer conferences and they never do it and you never know why, but PSG is like Clemson. They, they need a new conference, but uh, they might, they've never, they've never been successful in international play. Like not, not, not for real. Like this is as close as they've come. Cause they have because they do not
1: test themselves before they get there.
0: But- I totally, I totally agree with you. And I totally agree with you that like, wouldn't it be more interesting if Neymar and Mbappe were anywhere else? But they are where they are, and they seem to really like each other, and they really have learned to play well together.
1: Send to both Man United. There we go.
0: Yeah, do you have? Here's $300 a four hundred million? million
1: dollar check. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. They can find it.
0: Yeah, Man United, man, they've uh, for a team that almost fired their coach, they've been pretty solid towards the back end of the season. But I think so. There? I think PSG is going to win. I think PSG is going to win the Champions League this year. Uh, otherwise, it'll be Man City. Uh, I don't think that Real Madrid's very good, and I think Chelsea is like really solid. But I don't see Champions League winners when I watch them play. They've they've got some holes in their game still, for sure. Man, you is
1: second in the Premier League still.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, they've been really solid. They've kind of wow. figured out they've kind of got a good little thing going there.
1: All right. Well, now it's time to like have an off season where you, cause they're not catching up to man city, man no. city's up eight points with like seven games left. Yeah. Um. But now they it's are, time. they're
0: so deep. Here's,
1: here's what happened. They finally spent a little bit of good money with Bruno and elsewhere after a decade of, of not being able to spend money and have it work. They need to now have an off season, even though in soccer, it's like four days. An offseason where they spend money and it works again. They gotta go back to back. They're that is if they're this good now with a team that's still talent wise, Man City, a healthy Liverpool, they're not there. They aren't there talent-wise. They're like two pieces away from being there talent-wise, though. You need I that totally you agree. need that 20-year-old, you need that Trent Alexander Arnold. And then you need that that season 27-year-old, 28-year-old vet Ooh, yeah. that's just going to come in and score a bunch of goals and make a bunch of sweet passes.
0: The number one thing that Manny and I need to do is figure out what the fuck is going on with Paul S- Pogba. Sell him. Sure. You know that's my favorite yeah. player
1: in the world. i my favorite team in the world. Sell Absolutely. Him.
0: It's, it's just – it doesn't work.
1: It doesn't either, work.
0: Either sell him or tell his agent to chill out. One of, one of the two. And if you sell him, you can go, turn around and, like, and really invest that money in a couple of places. Now, you definitely need to replace Paul Pogba, and that's going to cost you most of that money, but you also need probably another center defender. You probably need a striker. I don't know if I think that Cavani is going to play as well. He's been playing much, much longer and much further into the next year and the year after that. I don't know if I can think of who else. I mean, let's be real about it. Killian and Bob
1: belongs at Madrid or Manchester United. That's where he's going to play the bulk of his career. I guarantee it. One of those two clubs. Yeah, he it's just right. It's it's what is right.
0: It's uh, the real Madrid links are there. There's they're there. And Benzema is going to retire or move to MLS soon. And when that happens, he would be the logical replacement.
1: Talk about that and talk about my least favorite player ever. Could you oh my favorite up this my, year. You know what Pogba might not be my favorite player anymore it might be Mbappe. Could you imagine my favorite player replacing my least favorite player I would have to become a Madrid fan.
0: That would be cool. Uh you uh, if you're if you're like hoping like who do I want Man United to like what's my dream? You want to you want to put Jadon Sancho on that list. Yes and that's super been, realistic.
1: Super yeah. real. It's been talked about for Collins two years.
0: And Sancho, they both might be available in this offseason. We'll Sancho's see. Been you know, pretty
1: average this year though.
0: He's been, I don't know, I just think he hasn't been like a world beater for like six months. And he had a lot of like stuff but going our, on with COVID. 22-year-old you know,
1: not world beater. Are you gonna spend hundred and thirty uh, million
0: dollars on? He's checked like every box up until this know, year, and he's been but, good in the back end of the season, but he didn't score for the but first he needs to be half of the year. He'd yeah. be great
1: for a hundred thirty plus million dollars. Uh,
0: he'd be great behind Daniel James in the bench. That's a really, that's a really good soccer joke. Uh, so Champions he League semifinals. Speedsters. Yeah, well, he's a lot of fun to watch. He just like he gets in he there. He looks like a bullet. Too. He's like this big, yeah.
1: and he runs eighty <laughs> miles an hour, and his hair is kind of flopping. Yeah. He looks like he looks like the kid in middle school you played backyard football with. This was me. This is why I know. Who wasn't really good at anything, but he always tried his hardest and it was super annoying to play against him.
0: Daniel James looks like he's not fun to play against. He's also one of those guys you can pick out on the tape is like this guy has elite forty yard dash speed. Yeah. You can oh, yeah. see it. You can just see it. It's really weird. Not all guys are like that. Some guys kind of glide, you know, and no, some he, guys, you know, some he guys got, like he's got the Tyree
1: killed. It's like yeah. little strides, but they push off the ground real hard.
0: Yeah. Some guys like they're like Erling Haalanders latan where they run around and they're like they look physical. They look like if you if you touch them, there would be a force field on their bodies and you repel off. Which is how Erling Haaland scores a lot of goals actually.
1: It's kind of how I look just all the time. People so, look at me. They go, that guy's got a force field that
0: around. That guy's him. got force sure. field around him. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll put a little bow on this just by pointing out that Christian Pulisic is back, back. Is again back for again. the nineteenth time. Yeah, he's killing it. He's in form. He's been playing really well. Never been a better time to watch Chelsea. They're, he's playing and I gotta give I gotta give props to their coach for changing his system to like help get all of these offensive players they have on the field. You're know, playing like Mason Mount as a striker. I don't think then, you
1: need to give props for that. I think you that's no, been doing his he, job.
0: They they were doing really well and they lost one game and they made like a big wholesale change and they basically haven't lost since. And that's like in the champions league and stuff too. I mean, they lost to Porto, but they won on goals, So it doesn't matter. And they
1: definitely don't have as much talent as most of those other teams, at least not as much refined talent. Like they have enough raw talent, but most of those guys, Pulisic included, not there, not at their peak yet.
0: They're, they're probably closer to Dortmund than Liverpool or Man City as far as like what their setup is. Cause Kai Havertz has really struggled and so is Timo Werner like all year. Neither of them can get it going, but they found they some creative ways to there. get goals.
1: And need Pulisic yeah. to be full time for uh, more than two games in a row. Next it's to always
0: been, it's just always been like he gets injured and he has a big national team burden. And what I kind of foresee his career arc being is going to a Liverpool or Bayern Munich, and being the first guy off the bench so that he can stay healthy, he can impact the game by scoring goals, and we have him. We have him full time for the national team, Uh, and that's like not a bad player. It's not good enough. Like this no, is I just, that's a huge player. This is
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Well, we have Gio Reyna. He's like the savior now.
1: Well, one of them better be. Yeah, one of them better be, dude, because. If I get this excited about the future of the U.S. men's national team and then that ends up with them not getting out of groups the next two World Cups, I'm
0: done. I'd be shocked if in 2026 we didn't get out of groups. Yeah, so
1: would I. But that, you know, I'm not saying it's not impossible.
0: Pulisic's a world-class player. We don't have to, like, feel anxious about it anymore. We don't have to start wondering if it's going to happen. It has happened. He is that player. But he is a player – who gets injured a lot, and a lot of that's because he just takes guys on, and he he glides right by him, and then he gets tricked because that's what happens in professional. Are and LeBron friends? Uh, well, LeBron owns Liverpool, so probably not. I don't
1: think that stops them from being <laughs> friends.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no idea. LeBron's friends with everybody, dude. He's like so, Oprah for athletes. Call
1: him for some tips, man.
0: Yeah, it's just I just think he's just you know he's five eleven. He's not a super muscular guy. And he did play back to back 90 he's minute like games
1: above so, average for
0: soccer. He's like average. He's like an average build for soccer. But that's what makes him elite is that he has like small guy skills and he's average sized. That's true.
1: So that's the that's the American way if we want to be great that's the way we get there. there's just like
0: there's so many Americans playing every week overseas now i we don't have time to get into even start the list because yeah. everybody's lighting it up like geo just scored a bunch of goals this weekend too and, and it's just good it's all good soccer's going well for sure <laughs> soccer